In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm good. Looking forward to it. This is uh, it's good to see sort of football and football come together in a podcast. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Interestingly, I wasn't saying good morning to Cleveland in the States. We have got a guest today from Cleveland, UK. So the real Cleveland? Well, you can upset my fans talking like that. Um, Guys in the States, we believe you're the real Cleveland, but my guest today, Graham Bailey from the UK Cleveland. Graham, how are you? How are you doing, guys? I'm doing good. Good, good. So, Graham, you're our... A Browns fan living in Cleveland, UK. Yeah, I live in um, a town called, uh, well, near a town called Middlesbrough, um, which some of your listeners may have heard of. And we are in the foothills of the Cleveland Hills, uh, looking down upon us. It's a beautiful place, um, really fantastic. And uh, maybe a few of the the proper Browns out there might have a little visit over to England and and go to the northeast of England and see um, another Cleveland. I don't know about you, Jack, but I'm keen to get on a train and get a photo of me with the Cleveland sign with the the Browns jersey on. It might be an away day to do. Yeah. Graham, how far away are you from London? Yeah, we're not too far. Um, on the railway, you can do you can do Darlington in about three hours from King's Cross, and we're only about twenty minutes from there, so not not far for you guys. Okay, great. And uh, yeah, tell us. It's quite an obvious answer, but I'm going to ask, why are you a Browns fan? Yeah, there's a few of us up here, and simply because, um, going back to the, what, mid-90s, early-90s, looking at the teams around, I saw Cleveland, it just, hey, it, it, rang, it rang a bell, it rang home. I'm from Cleveland, who better to support? Obviously, I know better now, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's great to uh, great you have on the show. Um, what's your best ever uh, Cleveland Memory. Well, it's obviously very recently. I went. I managed to see see the Mighty Browns live at Twickenham last year. Um, I'll I'll love to get to Ohio one day, and I think I will. But to see the Browns in action in real life, what's better than that? It's a real bucket list thing ticked off, and I'm obviously very fortunate they were they were at Twickenham, and we had that chance. So, um, seeing them in person, that that's it. And who did you go to the game with? Yeah, I took one of my uh, friends who was actually a Seahawks fan, but he absolutely mm. loved the experience as well. Um, he, he was trying to drag me to watch uh, them in action in London this year, but hey, I'm not one of these people who are all in for American football. I'm a Browns fan. I don't really have an ambition to watch the Seahawks play live. Yeah. Um, did you uh, Have you heard the news has been announced that the uh, uh, NFL are moving the, it from the uh, Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium to Wembley just been announced within the last hour. Yeah, that was interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I don't think it's a massive surprise. Um, I suspect the NFL knew this was coming, hence they've been able to move it to Wembley at quite short notice. I'm surprised they haven't gone back to Twickenham. Um, we went there, it was quite a good experience, but hey, 
um, when they need the money and they love it. So, um, no massive surprise, I don't think. Yeah. There'll be more tickets available as well if it's at Wickenham. Yeah. Oh, at Wembley. <laughs> so, obviously, with a, a bit of football insight meets NFL insight, what do you think the chances are of sort of the um, Mr. Khan buying Wembley and sort of an NFL franchise coming over? Yes, I, I think people are possibly putting two and two together and getting for I think the fact is that um, Khan wants to buy. Wembley, purely to own a London landmark. It's like someone being able to buy Big Ben or Tower Bridge, you know. The chance to own Wembley is there. Obviously, I think I don't think he's busy building a new ground for Fulham on the Thames. It's a lovely location. I don't see them moving there. They haven't got the fan base to go to Wembley anyway. Yeah, yeah let's rub it in. Go on, have a bit of Fulham bashing. I'll join you. Yeah. They ain't got enough fans. They can't feel any bigger than what they've got. They ain't going to have 90,000 fans. Wee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's a, ch- a chance for him, a chance for, for an American to own Wembley. That's, that's a pretty big on this. They love filling their own CV and stuff, don't they? So I think for a chance for him to uh, say he owns a London landmark, doesn't come up very often, does it? Yeah. Graham, I, I see that you've got a huge uh, Twitter following. Um, regarding football or soccer, for argument's sake, um, yeah, what, what do you actually do for a job? I'm a sports writer. I freelance primarily for the Sunday papers over here, which um, I'm not sure if they have the version of that in America, but it's um, it's our main tabloids are here on a Sunday with transfer news. I write mainly about transfers, um, and then I write for Bleacher Report in the UK. Obviously, this is in the they are. Um, I work for them a lot. Um, I do sports marketing PR on the side, but yeah, mainly football transfers and stuff, which is quite... It's it's not it's not totally different from from the NFL because we get people like Ian Rappaport who's always reporting on trades or stuff like that. So it's probably English version of someone like that, really. So in terms of sort of the transfer gossip, and it gets a bit wild these days. Can you give us what is your greatest sort of one you've called it or somewhere out of nowhere, and what's sort of the one that uh, has gone horrendously wrong that someone sort of told you this is the one, and you've gone out there and stumped it. What's the best What's one the and the worst? worst? Yeah, the best one um, managed to do was um, Rafa Benitez uh, when he went to Newcastle. It wasn't really a transfer Ooh. story. Um, it was more breaking the fact that he was got to Newcastle and that was a massive surprise. Um, yeah, that, that was probably the best one recently. Um, I was at, it's working for Sky Sports at the time when we brought Carlos Tevez going to West Ham. That was huge yeah. um, at the time. Um, so I was involved in that. Um, yeah, and you do get... And obviously at the moment working for Sunday Papers, you get a lot of instances where we get told about stories and your fingers crossed they're hanging on for the Sunday Papers. Um, we get quite a few of them at the moment. So, uh, no, but it's great fun. It's great excitement. Um but yeah, um, we do our best. Yeah, one thing I noticed, yeah, thing I noticed uh, Graham, is uh, Graham. that with the um, US or the yes. NFL transfers, these seem to really happen. Um, but when it comes to the uh, UK stuff, there's lots and lots of gossip and it can go really off on a tangent. But with the NFL, if someone says something's going to happen, more than likely it does happen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the problem of it with the English soccer, or European soccer, world soccer, um, you've got so many teams in the world. You've got you've got 
it, as long as we're not talking about top six in England and stuff, there's so many teams that have signed so many players, yeah. lots of agents involved. It's a hard situation to really um, predict and and inform about because it's, it is like the Wild West. They're not the, the, the agents are all they're not licensed anymore, and it is it really is like the Wild West out there anymore. Any of us can get any of us can walk off the street and get involved. And the NFL has it, has it, has it great. Sometimes I think the way they do it, um, they can talk to the league, they can confirm sources there. Um, I do get quite envious sometimes in the NFL the way they do it. It's a lot easier to um, to get hold of the info. I think sometimes and predict. Yeah, it's one of them weird things. Like when I follow the NFL, uh, Ian Rappaport's one of them few people that have his Twitter notifications because he's breaking news stories. And with the NFL, it's like. The NFL is the main news source of its own league, where sort of, if you go to the Premier League, clubs are like, oh, you should follow our accounts on Twitter. And I'm like, why would I follow your accounts on Twitter? You are literally the last person to announce your transfer. I've read about it in the papers three days before, and then you're announcing it on your website, trying to claim it's like breaking news. And uh, it's one of them really weird things of like, the Premier League sort of, it tries to get a little bit better and sort of tries to be the breaking news source, but it's nowhere near, and it's... It's just odd that sort of the NFL owns its own sort of. Uh, it is the media bubble for the league. Yeah, it's a very strange. Um, it's a very strange way of doing it. Really, it's um, you do get. Um, and I think it best sums up where you read the NFL, and you get some very critical stories on there about teams how to play. You get teams who are picked not only the positives from weekends but negative as well. And you can't imagine the Premier League doing any sort of that, can you? You can't imagine the Premier League's official site slagging off Manchester United on the Monday about their defence or anything. I think it's really refreshing the way the NFL do it. The media, they're obviously they're very fortunate the, the way they've done it. They've always held that power. And unfortunately, the, the clubs who were responsible in the first place for the Premier League, they broke away from the FA and created it. And the clubs have all the power now, and that's just just the way it is. It, it, it's very much as if, imagine the top 10 teams in the NFL breaking away and creating their own league. If that was the instance, they would have the power, and I think that's what you've got in the England at the moment. Yeah. All right, good. And going back on to um, uh, soccer, football, what do you call it, Graham? Is it football or soccer for you? Well, it's football because that was around first, wasn't it? Jack's super happy with that. For for our American guests, I'm going to call it soccer on the show, but I feel the same way as you two. Yes, it's called real football and NFL. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Who's your current favourite Browns player? Um, that's a tough, that's a tough one, really. Do you know what? It's it's strange. I was really against Baker Mayfield when we picked him first. I was gutted on draft night. I wasn't amused. I was I was a huge Saquon Barkley fan. Um, I was on the brink of tears when we didn't sign him. However, uh, having watched his own mini series, having followed him, he's really, really winning me off, and he's very close to being my number one. But my favourite player is Josh Gordon, and I sincerely, sincerely hope, and I think he will make his return um, very, very soon. Yeah, good. You, you had a very good comeback there. Jack was at his lowest point on this podcast. He was when he hears anything negative about Baker, he gets very upset. But you you came strong I'd at the end. I'd encourage any Browns fan to go and watch. And it sounds terrible, doesn't it? He had his own documentary series. Now this, if you go and watch that series on the Baker Mayfield's website, I think within two episodes, if he hasn't won you over, I'll be amazed. 
Um, he's really humble. He's great. It's great. It won me. It won me over. No, no issues whatsoever. Um, I think he's an absolutely fantastic prospect. Now he really is. Yeah, I uh, live with a guy. He's, he's not really that into the NFL, but he's a Raiders fan. And then uh, when we drafted Baker, I ended up just running down the road, just like jumping up and down, shouting and screaming. And he was like, "What just happened?" The, the NFL's not even on. And I was just like, you don't understand how much I wanted this guy. It was like, uh, yeah, I was just running up and down the street, just going mental, just uh, absolutely loving life. I just, he's the guy I wanted, but I'd spent three months going, we're not going to draft him. So I'm going to get like Sam Darnold into my head and sort of encourage myself that it, someone told me it's the right pick. But uh, no, I, I was over the moon when he got picked. I just think the way the NFL's going with the short, quick passing game, He's the future, and uh, great to have him. Right, he is, he is, I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm still gutted we didn't get Barkley, because I think we could have got Baker at number four, possibly. But, nah. um, yeah, it, it is what it is. But yeah. I'm, I'm delighted with Baker anyway. From everything the Giants said, it was the only person they were taking over Barkley is Baker would have gone. So if we'd have taken Sam Darnold, Baker was going number two. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, Daniel didn't do much for me, to be honest. That's why I was more of a Barkley fan. Dan, Daniel didn't do much for me, to be honest. So I wasn't upset. Uh, I wasn't upset that we, we were taking Baker. I, I didn't really want to take I wanted to, to us to take a risk and not go quarterback with number one. But when we did, um, I had no qualms whatsoever. I, I didn't want Josh Allen or anyone like that. So, um, and I said, no, I'm a massive Baker fan. So he's, he's nearly my favourite. Yeah, what I saw of Darnold uh, for the Jets, he looks, he looks solid. I think he's... Definitely, um, out of all the quarterbacks, he's definitely number two. He's a risk. So you've got sort of... Baker's one of the rare ones that have been in college for so many years. They're coming out as sort of nearly a finished product. And uh, I think the best thing you can get is that if you're taking a quarterback in the first round, you want four or five years of them being great players. The last thing you want is a Darnold that's going to spend four years developing. And then by the time he's good, he's going to want 30 million a year. And uh, your franchise is ruined. So... Uh, no, I, I think Baker will... It gives us a massive three-year Super Bowl window in year three, four and five years. And, uh, we're going to bring home some rings and uh, I can't wait. Uh, Graham, um, you said uh, Josh Gordon is uh, one of your favourites. Why Why you like Josh Gordon? Um, I just love him as a player. I think he's uh, he's had a hard time. I think he's been harshly dealt with by the NFL in some ways. Um, I think there's a distinct lack of um, it's not a conspiracy or anything, but I think they've just had it had it in for him a little bit, considering what some other players get away with in the league. Um, and I really hope he, I hope it's a good look, um, a good news story at the end of the day. Um, I completely believe the rhetoric about him avoiding the hands at the moment. Um, and you can see, I thought you could see that from the first Hard Knocks episode. I thought the way he was so f- affirmative that he was coming back, I don't think there's any scenario where he, he's, in, he's in danger here. Um, I think it's just a very sensible play by the Browns to take him up the Hard Knocks um, cameras because if he, if he was being filmed every week, he suddenly becomes tabloid news all the time. I mean, that's the last thing Josh Gordon needs. So I think the Browns have played it brilliantly and John Dor- just a continuation of the brilliant management from John Dorsey. Sounds like you're a huge Dorsey fan. Well, I don't see how anyone can't be. What he's done is um, brilliant. Um, look at the staff he's brought in. I think Todd Haley. Yeah, he's he got some good uh, stuff. Offensive guy. Um, yeah, I, I don't see how anyone can have any negative, anything negative to say about John Dorsey. I think the way he goes about it. Look at the way he's dealt with um, Des Bryant as well. 
Um, I think every every step of the way, he's been brilliant. Yeah. Jack's twisting in my ear now. A uh, question, um, question for you: uh, Are you Hugh or Sashi Brown last year? Who who were you? Um, I was Hugh, but I don't think we can disrespect Sashi for the position he put John Dorsey in, because any other GM would. That. I think John Dorsey's done brilliant with it, don't get me wrong. You, anyone could have messed that up, but the, the tools that Sashi gave John Dorsey, I don't think we can overlook that, and I think we should respect him for that. Yeah. Do you uh, Are you happy with the um, AJ uh, McCarron uh, pull-out the deal thing? Oh, definitely. Oh, man, I was, I, <laughs> I was contemplating having him. Oh, dear. I couldn't imagine anything worse. If he's not good enough to get in front of Andy Dalton, what do we want him for? Yeah. Sashi died for us. Since not only could he not beat out Andy Dalton, he's got Josh Allen and five interception Nate Peterman potentially beating him out. It's just like, I think I could send Paul over on a plane to the States and we could beat, beat out AJ McCarron. Hang on a minute. Oh, definitely. I think that's, that was a real negative towards you. If you was really desperate for him, I think that was a massive strike against you. If he was so desperate for him, but yeah, I'm delighted we didn't get him. I really, really didn't want him. Have you seen Adrian McCarron's wife? She is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Graham, you, you may be married, so I don't want you to get in any trouble tonight. But I must say, she is absolutely awful, awesome. Hold on, Tom Brady is probably one of the worst dressed people in the NFL. He's doing okay. So um, we can't just judge like quarterback play based on wife. <laughs> Mate, Google, Google it afterwards. Baker, She's all Baker, awesome. Baker's other half is, uh, Baker's other half is uh, certainly not uh, nothing to be passed up at either. Yes, yeah. These quarterbacks get them all, Jack. I think that's where we're going wrong, mate. <laughs> all right, great. And um, um, moving on, what body part are you willing to give up for Browns to win the Super Bowl? Oh, um... Uh... Yeah, I'd give. Uh, well, I'm playing. Maybe a foot. Yeah, I couldn't give me arms. Right. I play too much golf. But maybe, maybe a foot or something. Okay, good. Left or right foot? Oh, it has to be my left because yeah. I, I, I only use that for standing on anyway. So I can <laughs> And uh, what do you play off on golf? Um, well, I'll beat out single figures. I'm off about fourteen at the minute. Okay, good, good, good handicap. Jack, do you play golf? I, I've been known to play a little bit of drunk, crazy golf now and again. Yeah, That's it. <laughs> yeah, Graham, we're, we're not Tiger Woods here, mate. So uh, I would say come down, play us, have a game at Wentworth or something. Well, but yeah, I, I would say I would say to you, come up, there's a lovely golf course up here called Cleveland Golf Course up here. And it's one of the oldest golf courses in the world. I think it's in the top 20. And it's the oldest golf course in Yorkshire. So there you go, guys. Come up and play Cleveland. It's wonderful. It's a brilliant Lynx course. Graham, do me a favour. Next time uh, you, you go to the course, can you take a picture with a brown shirt? That'd be amazing. I will do. I'm, I'm, I'm up around that beach, around the beach in the Ironworks. I'll certainly take a picture. It'll be great. Good, good. And um, yeah, we're talking about hard knocks, um, any other views and opinions on uh, watching hard knocks? Yeah, obviously it's a great show. I, I love, I love watching hard knocks. Um, it's a strange one. I think, um, I think players can uh, get good, very good PR from it. And I think obviously Cal Nassib's one of them at the minute. I think he needs to, uh, judging by the first game, he needs to concentrate on the on-field stuff rather than his off-field stuff at the minute. I think uh, obviously but he's getting a lot of love from the fans, but that doesn't particularly do it for me. So, um, 
yeah, I hope um, I hope they all come out good. You know, I hope the uh, no one comes out looking as stupid as some of those uh, Tampa Bay players because some of those <laughs> are pretty stupid. Um, but I think no, at the moment it's looking good. I think um, obviously I don't think he would have wanted so much of the um, not tear reaction, but um, it was quite um, solemn, wasn't it? That first episode, um, to be honest. Um, I hope we see a bit more of John Darcy in there. To be honest, yeah, I hope we see a bit more of that. Yeah, it's one of them. It's, if if I was sort of in Carl Nassib's shoes, do, personally, do I want to do more podcasts with Paul? Or do I want to go on a date with Taylor Swift? Sorry, Paul. I'm off, mate. It's hard times. But, mate, I can give you some financial advice. <laughs> Is it as good as Carl Nassib's? So I probably bet it isn't. If, if, if he can point me to the 10% interest rate bank, we're all good. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a good point. Yeah, he's he's probably trying to uh, move all those players into a deal with his mate, isn't he? So I I, I do appreciate what he was trying to do though, because it some of that advice it was like they send financial advisors, they send all these people to tell players what's going on, and they all ignore it. Whereas if it's sort of a fellow player going do this, they tend to take a little bit more notice. They do, but it's been interesting with this way. I think uh, I think Des Bryant may be fairly prominent in the next two weeks of this show, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it seems to be very heavily linked with him. I think uh, something's going to happen. He's due to visit, isn't it? To due to visit on Thursday, isn't he? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Soon. I I don't know the exact date. Th- 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 I think someone said Thursday, but uh, yeah, again. For me, I'm not. I'm not convinced he's what we need to be. Honest. I don't see an issue in the receiver department. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think other areas would be better spent on the huge wage that he would uh, command. What What was your view on the uh, Todd versus um, Hugh debate? Let's call it. Yeah, it was interesting. Not. I was glad Hugh put his foot down. He's the head coach. Um, is what it is. I think we were looking at our. I think we were looking at our next head coach. To be honest. Um, yeah. I think he's the man to come in. I thought. I think otherwise, why is he there? Um, so I think it was good to see him, see what his talk was. Um, no, I thought it was really interesting the way it is. Um, but it was glad to see Hugh putting his foot down. Um, I think he, he. I think he garnered a bit more respect from that episode. If anything, I think he might clear a few things up. But yeah, um, I'm still a Hugh, a Hugh man. But uh, yeah, um, if it isn't right, I do think we are seeing our next head coach in uh, in Todd there. Well, that's great to hear because we are a Hugh Jackson pro show. Well, it's, it's 50-50, or it, as Paul likes, but it is, it's like two-thirds to a third. Just because his name's on the podcast, I'll give him the two-thirds. And it's, he's pro-Hugh. I'm ready to move Hugh on. And uh, the, the one thing I just thought was cringeworthy when he was like, none of you have been in this chair. And it's just like, well, Greg Williams and Haley have both been head coaches, so don't give it the... I. I'm in the chair. You don't know what it's like to be in the chair because it it was just like I wanted. I almost wanted to just like sit behind my sofa and sort of miss that section because it was painful to watch. It was a bit. You got the feeling that Todd he was sat there thinking, "Yeah, I soon will be." So keep <laughs> <away>. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, did you watch the um, preseason game against the Giants? I did. I did. Yeah, I thought it was. Um... It was it was a cracking game. Obviously, pre-season, as we know, our brilliant hundred percent record from last year proved nothing. But um, I think we've taken off a lot out with this game. I think um, offensively, um, it was like it, well, it literally was like watching a different team, wasn't it? Because it is a different team, and it was great to see um, the way Tyrod died. I think he looks so good. 
Um, so comfortable. It was great. The offensive, I thought the offensive line was brilliant as well. That bodes well. I, I wasn't as negative about the running game as some people are. I think it's a bit harsh judging them on that. You know, Nick Chubb was getting a lot of um, abuse from some fans, but where, where was Carlos Hyde? You know, why wasn't he against Nick as well? So but, for me, no, um, I'm not too worried by that. The defensive line worries me a little bit, but. Um, Hey, let's see how the next few games go. But no, very very positive. Tactic, any negatives out of that game, I think. But yeah, but, but the stats aren't great for the running backs in that game, though. That's the only thing I will say. Oh, yeah, we got a, but who knows, next game we might run for quite a few hundred yards and throw for nothing, you know, and receivers might have a bad one. So um, I'll give them pre-season two or three games, you know. Let's see how, let's see how we do. Um, but for me, I think it's too harsh on Chubb. I think Hyde, Hyde and Johnson have been paid, paid the big bucks, so they're the ones who've got to step up. Now, for, for me, the running game, it's got nothing to do with the running backs, which sounds bizarre as a statement, but when you look at it, it's like the only indication you have of a decent running game is the strength of your offensive line. So if we can go and get that offensive line right, and there, there was injuries, Batonio's learning sort of a new position. He hasn't played for the last about four years. You've got Corbett that has never really played left guard and has only played left tackle, learning a new position. You've lost Seitler. So he was oh, Corbett, wasn't I? I thought Corbett was outstanding, to be fair. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot more promise there than he showed. And you've got Drango playing right guard because Seitler's out. And you've got to remember, obviously, after like the first two drives, all the... Um, O-line got rested and it was the second O-line out there. So I, th- I think there's a lot of promise to look forward to. But it's one of them, it's just going to take time. You're recovering from sort of the greatest left tackle to ever play the game. You've got sort of spaces of injuries and people coming in and moving around. So it's one of them. Once the O-line sort of nailed it on and the running game will then reflect it. So uh, I- I'm not too worried about the run game. The one thing that disappointed me is how many times on like second down... We were running the ball. Second and ten, we're going to run the ball. It's like, no, just throw it. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll it was get a bit, yeah, it was a tad predictable, wasn't it? Um, obviously, Haley's. it's interesting that he's clearly um, calling all the shots at the minute, isn't he? But he's going to do that for the majority of it, isn't he? He's going to um, really be putting his foot down. and he, Obviously, he's managed to grapple that away from Hugh, hasn't he? So he's going to be making full use of that. Yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a good thing that um, Hugh's not on his on his case or checking up on all the time. He's got the uh, authority to do whatever he wants. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a good move. Oh, definitely. If it's good enough for Bill Belichick, it's good enough for Hugh Jackson, isn't it? <laughs> so here, here, here we go. Let's have some predictions from you, uh, uh, Graham. What do you reckon the total Browns win will be this season? It's a tough one. I think it, it sounds silly, but I think our whole season could depend on the opener, you know, how, how well we're doing that. I think if we go in there and get smashed by 20, 30 points, we could be looking to win three or four games. If we go in there, get within five or even beat them, we could be looking at a win season. You know, I, I really do think it could, a lot could depend on that game. I think we're going to get six wins this season. Yeah, I think that's um, the, the, the fans' favourite hey, six. He says fans' favourites. He went for six and I went for five. That's why he's saying fans' favourites. There's <laughs> always home field advantage with this guy. It's a clever pick then, six, yeah. Yeah, it's a positive six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, how many quarters do you reckon uh, Mayfield will play throughout the season? That's whole quarters. Um, I don't think he'll get as many as we 
expect or want. Um, I think if we're in for a winning season, I think if we get full quarters, I think he'd be looking to hit double figures. Okay. Um, all right. Do you, so, go on, give us a number. I think he'll play... Ooh, it just depends on this first game. It all depends on Tyrod and if he's playing... I think if we get smashed in the first two or three games, he could come straight in, you know? Um, if we if, if we do well, um, if we shock, if we do well against the Steelers, etc. Um, I said he could be... Look- so I'm going to go positive. I think he'll play eight. Okay. Presuming we're going to have a good season. If we do get smashed early doors, he'll be our number one before Christmas. What do you reckon, though? First game, Tyra Taylor gets injured... Can you see Mayfield playing the second game or do you think Drew Stanton will come in? Oh, no, Baker all the way. Baker all the way. I, don't think, Stanton, I think Stanton's there just to keep the uh, RV warm. That's all he's there for. <laughs> oh, Baker's number two already. He has to be. In that Brogan shop to keep the... <laughs> keep the <laughs> Brogan's there to just refill the RV. He's not going to be playing. He's never doing a good job of that, is he? So. <laughs> <laughs> he looked all right, though, when he came on, on against no. the Giants. Mate, I could beat the fourth line of the Giants. Okay. <laughs> and I am unfit. And I'd have only done it because he would have gone, throw, throw a pass, you'll have a beer. And I'd be like, yeah, let's have it. And you'd have been better at filling the fridge up as well. Oh, but I don't think you would have been happy when he pan round to the fridge and it's full of like cider and uh, lots of other fun. He'd, uh, I'd have been cut the next day. Dorsey would have been like, right, you're in the office, you cut. So... Uh, well, I think he'll be getting that message pretty soon himself, won't he? So. Yeah. Uh, how many sacks for Garrett this season? I'm, I love Garrett. I'm a bit worried that I don't think he looked that on it in that first game, to be honest. Um, I thought it was a pretty poor Giants team. I thought I think Eli would have been quite worried going at that. Um, I'm hoping it's double figures. Um, I'll give him a benefit of a doubt pre-season. He looks, he looks an absolute monster, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he looks up for it. Um, again, hopefully he'll, get, he'll chalk a couple up in the opening game. And then, yeah, I think uh, if, if he gets off to a good start, I think he'll lead the league in it. Uh, let's be positive, yeah. Um, let's go for, what was the league lead last year? Um, about how many did we have last year, league lead? Let's uh, go. Probably let's like go 16, least, 18, Mark. Yeah, let, let's go 16 for Garrett. Let's go 16. That's a big number. Uh, Browns yeah. Rookie of the Year? What, for us or in the league? Uh, for us. Um, Corbett. Ooh, that, that's a really interesting one. Could come together. What do you think he's going to play? Left guard. Uh, one player that gets a pro bowl. Kendricks. Mm. Do you see him smash... Was it, um... I love it. I, I like our linebacking. I think hopefully Collins is back to anywhere near. Um, I think I, I think linebacking. I think our linebackers look great. Uh, Schaubert hopefully will get a bit more. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Um, I say a lot will depend on Jamie Collins if he's back to full fitness. I think he is. I think he'll be getting a bit of buzz from Landry, etc. He knows he's got a team to play with now and a team to play for, which I think was an issue last year where. He knows he only had to put 70% in last year and people wouldn't really pick him up because the rest of them were so bad. But um, I think this year, if he picks it up, Kendricks, Collins, Schaubert, um, phenomenal, phenomenal potential there. Okay, good. And how many games do you think Hugh Jackson will survive? 
um, if we get battered in the first three, I think he'll be gone within the first four games. If hopefully we do well, I think he'll survive the season. Okay. How many games do you think he has to win this season for Dorsey and Haslam to keep him for one more year? Um, I think I'd say a minute. I got your number, John. I think five. If he doesn't win, if he doesn't win five or more, I think he's out. If he wins five and we keep him, I'm gonna be sat in a corner crying. Yeah, depend. Yeah, if, yeah. As you say, if, if if we're getting smashed and he wins his last four games and gets him the five, I wouldn't keep him. But um, yeah, it's going to be all down to the start for this whole team and for you as well. If we get off to a good start, he's in good shape. The pressure's on, and, and that's why he's obviously starting Tyro because he needs to win, as you see. Um, it's 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 a shame because I don't think Hugh fits in with the Baker plan. You see, I think if I was Dorsey. And the owners, I'd have probably brought in a new head coach to to bring Baker on, knowing there was no pressure on me. But having a head coach like you there, he's never going to play Baker. He's not going to get the best out of him. At, at, at first, anyway, not in the long run, but at first, he's not going to get the best out of him. Yeah, they wanted to keep Jackson for consistency and uh, yeah, keep moving head uh, head coach every year. So that, well, every other year has been an absolute nightmare. So. Um, Definitely, yeah. I don't have any qualms with it personally. I, I, I like you as a person. I think I thought he only enhanced, enhanced, enhanced that with, uh, with the, the hard knocks and the building brown stuff before it. I thought it was brilliant. So, no, I'm a big huge fan. I, I really want him to succeed. So, fingers crossed for him. All right, last two questions. Um, Brown's player with the most yards receiving. Oh, oh I think we'll have our pick of them. Um, I think... You have to go Landry purely on percentages, how many rece- receptions he's going to get. But I think Callaway and Gordon will just be behind him. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much uh, of Callaway and uh, Gordon actually play this year. Yeah, it's 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 so frustrating, isn't it? And annoying. We've got two absolute potential superstars there, which is another reason I don't see the need for Des Bryant. Well, hopefully we don't have a need for Des Bryant because I don't see it. I don't see the need for Des Bryant at all because we've got Landry and then receiver car room. We've got that experience. We've got someone to look up to. I don't see where Bryant fits into this at all. Um, so hopefully, I say Gordon and Callaway just behind because they are potentially two superstars. They really are. I was trying to think of a, a soccer equivalent to Josh Gordon. Super talented and uh, got some problems. Yeah, maybe a Jack Wiltshire sort of thing. But. Maybe yeah. Um, depends what the outcome is, doesn't it? Really, we all know. Eric Cantona in the day. I don't know. Yeah, well, hopefully he ends like that. Yeah, that'd be a good. That'd be a good one. But yeah, hopefully uh, he can end end like that. Hopefully he won't be a lead or something like that. Mm. Browns player with most yards carried. Well, I think it, I think it'll be Chubb. I do. Um, I'm not a Hugh Carlos Hyde fan. I think we panicked a little bit getting him in. Um, I think it'd be solid. And Duke will obviously split it between a bit, little, a few receptions as well, being that utility back, which I like. He fits that need very well. But no, I'll, have to, I'll go Chubb. Yeah. Um, did Did you? Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Jack. Um, I think it was Hyde versus Curtsy on building the Browns, and they went at each other. I've got to hold my hands up. I'm behind on building the Browns. I bet it's a really good episode. I, 
lost my way. I've lost my way with building the Browns. I think it, it, it's they stopped it for a while, didn't they? And they brought it back. It's been a bit confusing with hard knocks there as well. It's been it was great to start with, but yeah, I've lost my way with it as well a bit. Yeah. So they, they were pumping an episode on like Facebook last week, and I was like, oh, great, another one. <laughs> and then it, I was started watching it. It was like a month old, and I'm just like. Don't start pumping something that's a month out of date because after that, it's just like every time I see a building the Browns, I just ignore it because I'm like, oh, it's going to be so out of date because they're just doing hard knocks. So, uh, yeah, trying totally to sort of balance the two out. I disagree. I think you'll give it a go, mate. I really I enjoyed it. Last season, loved it. It's just uh, sort of earlier on in the preseason, I was always watching building the Browns, but it's like the trouble I'm getting is if they just don't time frame them very well. So they start going. I'll catch building the Browns episode four, and I'm just like, this is when the MMA guy was in like, <laughs> six weeks ago. Don't <laughs> pump it on Facebook because I get all excited that there's a new episode. I start watching it, and then I start ignoring everything you yeah. post. The building the Browns should be looking at how the staff are reacting to hard knocks. It should be that sort of thing, shouldn't it? Mm. Saying how are the ones who are getting filmed on hard knocks reacting to it. Don't worry, Jack. I'll give you a call at four o'clock uh, tomorrow morning and ask how you found the show. Yeah, yeah, well, whenever they hit a new one, send it over to me and I'll watch it, but just don't ring me at like either one thirty in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, good, good. And um, yeah, Graham, uh, Browns play with the most interceptions. Ooh, um, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, let's, go, let's go Denzel. Denzel okay. He looked good. He looks good. Jack. Give him a benefit of it. I'll give him a benefit of it. He looked, he looked hard. He was very unlucky with that early call, wasn't he? But yeah, I think he looks as as, as hard as hard as nails. I like him a lot. I think he could be um he could be great. And he would be my rookie of the year, I know we said call, but I were very close to saying Ward. I I liked what I saw from him. So the the next section, obviously, being a football or real football soccer whiz that you are, um we had a guest on recently called Greg who asked us as an American, sort of to sort of start linking sort of NFL teams to either Premier League or Championship teams. And then you had um, a guy that does the uh, Locked On NFL Draft podcast at Tampa Bay Trey, who compared all the teams in the World Cup to teams in the NFL and sort of said, oh, Man United is your Patriots that for years just won year after year and sustained success. So we're just going to zoom down to just our division. What team do you sort of compare each of them to? So we'll start with the Bengals. If I say the Bengals, which football team do you think of? Yeah, it's got to be someone fairly negative, someone who the the Browns are better than. Um, I would go with... What, maybe a West Brom? Yeah. No one likes West Brom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let's ping it on to the next one, isn't it? Let's say Ravens. Yeah. I think I think it's a good one if we keep the um if you keep it if you keep it in the same area then. So if we're saying there West Brom, the Ravens um maybe Maybe like a Leicester because they got really lucky with their title. Yeah, I guess fair point. Leicester with the with the uh, lucky win that year. It's not a bad shot at all. With their lucky win. Yeah. Maybe uh, MK Dons for uh, stealing a club and moving it to another uh, location. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's our thing, yeah. Uh, Jack, any opinions on the Ravens? The Ravens, I don't know. I'm trying to think of sort of a team that's not very good, but have got one really good player in sort of that Lamar Jackson of sort of someone that's come along and you're like, that guy's got something. So The new RG, the new RG3, I think he's, one, he's the most overhyped player of the draft. I think he's going to be an absolute bust. Oh, yeah, you're talking to a Lamar Jackson fan here at the moment. So, uh, Benue to Sean Kaiser, but without the talent. How can you say, mate, you're a Jim, um, Lamar Jackson fan, mate? Why? Because if I looked at all the quarterbacks in the draft, I looked at him and went, well, he's better than Josh Allen, so he's going top 10. So I was like, the lad's got talent. I enjoyed all the way through the draft. I was like, this guy's got it. So I put a sizable bet on him getting drafted in the top 16. Yeah, I lost a little bit of money there. But um, everything was indicating there were so many teams linked to him. I was, uh, so I, mean, I, I think there wasn't a single team I had him in the first four quarterbacks in on the draft board, was there? Oh, there there was teams. There was teams that had Josh Allen not even in the first round. But unfortunately, the Bills did. Wasn't many had him in. No, I think anyway. I think I think I said I think Jackson's going to be a huge bust. He might end up. So in fact, Jack, I wouldn't rule out him doing a Tyrell Pryor and becoming a wide receiver. Well, I think the only passes he's catching is when he launches them up that high, he's quick enough to run all the way down the field and catch them. So unlike Marcus Mariota, I think it was a guy that used to play for the Lions, threw a pass and caught it accidentally and then ran it into the end zone. Uh, Mariota did it this year. Was it in a late-season game or in a playoff game? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Um, I, I think he might be the first quarterback to intentionally pass the ball to himself. So that's a hot take right there. Well, he might do it in, pre- in training, which is the only place we'll ever see him, but yeah. Well, I, it, I, I was gutted when he got drafted to a team in our division. I think it's going to be... If I look forward to our division, the Bengals have got nothing going for him in the future. The Steelers have got nothing going for him in the future. Their quarterback position's ruined. What on earth they did draft in? Uh, what was even his name? Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, Rand- I know, yeah, Rand- yeah, I know. Randall mean, yeah. or something? Mason Randall. Rudolph. Yeah. Mason Ru- Rudolph. Randall. Randall. Yeah, awful. I just, uh, you may as well just use that pick on something else. There's no value to it. But uh, we'll, we'll come back in four years' time. We'll get you back on the pod. But um, I, th- I think Lamar Jackson's going to be something. Well, well, we'll look forward to that one. All right, good. Browns? Well, we had our prediction last week, and you probably haven't heard it yet, so we'll let you go first before we talk about what we predicted them as last week. Yeah, Browns, um, someone who was, so it's got to be someone who was good before the formation of the the Premier League, so before the formation of the NFL, so someone who was really good before then and is trying to come good now. Um, who's in there? Maybe... Maybe an Everton. Everton's not a bad shout. Can so so, I can sort of see Rick Carlson as uh, Baker Mayfield sort of showed exactly, some promise yeah. and uh, now he's coming and delivering two goals in his first game. He he done yeah, me so, the business in fantasy. So, uh, so yeah, someone like that. So they've they had a lot of they had all their best stuff before the Premier League. Cleveland had all their best stuff before the NFL. So similarities there. Big 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 attendances. Fairly big city. So yeah, um, I'd go for Everton. Yeah. Yeah, we sort of had sort of second on our list was Villa, but uh, first was uh, Leeds, who we went with. So um, it's interesting. 
Yeah, I could never associate Leeds with Clement because I hate Leeds so much being a Middlesbrough fan. So uh, that would be like, yeah, uh, that would be it's like be calling Fulham for you guys or something like wow. that. After the last year, there's elements of the fans that I don't like. So uh, I can sort of, for the time being, I can live with a bit of a, a Leeds. Yeah. What about uh, Schittsburg? Well, what are they? They're, they're sort of a team that always does well, but bottles it every year. So, li- I'd have to go Spurs. Just from so a... Yeah, turmoil, there's turmoil there at Man U a little bit at the moment. There's turmoil at the Pittsburgh. They'll probably still win quite a lot of games, as Man United will this season. But there's something in the background not quite right for both teams. Well, for me, that that's Spurs, a team that... They're always looking good and they bottle it at the last minute. So if, if I look at a team that gets to the AFC Championship every year with the Patriots and then bottles it and spurs, um, every year there's one thing you can guarantee is they're going to bottle it at the end of the year. So I'm going to go spurs with them. I just think there's sort of a there's a trend there of losing it at the semi. No, I can see that, yeah. Although they definitely have a few, there are a few, a few names that are in the cabinet, though, don't they? Yeah, maybe Arsenal for Schittsburg? Arsenal? Maybe. So, my friend who's actually, will lead straight on to that, is an Arsenal fan. He's uh, Adam. So, he's at Maverick Murph. He's a uh, listener of the pod. So, big shout out to my mate. He's linked your middle sparrow. To the Redskins. So I told him I'd ask him when he. I told him you were coming on today. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think I, I think it's quite a, a nice link for Middlesbrough. Um, I've always associated Middlesbrough a little bit with Cleveland. You know, we we were under Jack Charlton. We almost got there. It's a very similar town's industrial background. Um, we we like the fact that people don't like us sometimes. You know, and I think there's a similarities that I do. I think between Middlesbrough and Cleveland. So. Um, yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think Millersburg, uh, Washington, quite. But uh, yeah, it's not a bad. It's not a bad. It's not a bad link. So here's maybe, the ex- maybe maybe like someone like an Indianapolis who everyone just goes a bit meh about. Really, I think that's probably. <laughs> so oh, here's the explanation he gave for linking the Redskins to Middlesbrough. He said a franchise that is tight knit, lacking real stars, but gritty and always fights. Same characteristics as Borough. Who always fight but lack star quality. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, um, I think Washington would be the Washington fans would be slightly annoyed with it, but yeah, as Middlesbrough, we'd take it. All right, good. Uh, Jack, anything else you want to cover? No, that that's it from me. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, Graham, thank you very much for your time. No, it's much appreciated, guys. I really enjoyed it. Um, don't get a chance to talk Cleveland much with people, so no, it's really enjoyable. How, how do you find talking about? Uh, Football, NFL, football versus uh, soccer. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not a massive expert on on the NFL and football. Um, I follow I follow Cleveland closely, but not really the other teams. So yeah, um, I don't purport to be an expert on it. Um, I do love the Browns, and that's all I can really do. Really. Yeah, there's one thing um, I've said when I um, when you said Cleveland UK, I've googled a picture of Cleveland. Yeah. And that the first thing I see is orange rooftops and brown buildings. <laughs> so do you think the orange and brown comes from originally Cleveland, UK? Uh, 
I, I could do. You know, there's a lot of similarities, you know, with the industry and stuff, and uh, and stuff. I, I think, uh, and we've got there's some beautiful parts as well. I think, I think we're very quite, we're quite close. We're proud of, uh, we're proud to be known as Cleveland, and uh, I think that's a great link to add. So, if people want to check you out, where are they finding you on Twitter? Where do you do your work? Where do they need to look? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on Twitter. Graham G R A E M A Bailey B A L E Y. Uh, all one word on Twitter. Um, obviously, I'll be retweeting this. Hopefully, uh, doing a, a great service. Hopefully, um, and yeah, find me on there. Um, I don't talk too much NFL because I don't know what I'm talking about really. But um, a bit of Browns now and then. Well, as, as someone that follows both Premier League football and I'm a massive non-league fan, went to 100 football games last year, and that's real oh, football games. So, where do we follow your football takes as well as your, uh, if there's not so much NFL in there? Yeah, well, I, I, it's all on Twitter. Um, I do a lot of team talk, Bleacher, as I said, a lot of stuff in the Sunday papers as well. So, yeah, it's all it's all on my Twitter. But, yeah, um, no, it's great to know you're not a lot, lot of non-league lads up here as well, a lot of non-league clubs, I should say. Um, and a man, a man now in midfield at the minute, Lewis Wing, who was playing non-league football just 12 months ago. He's in our midfield right now. Yeah, we had an away game in the, uh, I think it was the, I forget where it was in our cup run last year. I was away at Spennymoor, which was a long old coach, coach ride from Essex yeah. to come all the way that's, up to Spennymoor. And then no, it was a replay. Yeah, about 45 minutes. It's about half an hour to 40 minutes north of Cleveland. So you probably passed it and you didn't realise. I was asleep. I lot my hands up. I slept all the way through that journey. Same old Jack sleeping. Drinking and sleeping. All right, Greg, thank you very much for your time. Thanks so much, guys. Speak to you soon. Take care, mate. You too.